You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Tuesday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and the gold. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. Betwixt the pair of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. We're also freezing up in here today. But it's up to you to figure out the rest over the next two hours. And the best way to do so, we'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions, your Christmas thoughts, whatever you got. We're like the Grinch, the Jim Carrey Grinch, in the scene where uh, he gets invited to the festival and the Who's, and they're like shoving the fudge in his face. All right? Uh That's Motsi and I with whatever topics you got today, the rest of the week. We've got plenty to hit on, though. We've got to give some final thoughts on Indy, as we did not have a show yesterday due to the Mike Tomlin press conference. We've got to talk about this DeMonte KZ suspension. We've got to talk about, speaking of Christmas, is it Rudolph season? Is it Rudolph time out there? So plenty to get to. But Arthur Motes, let me cut this music because it's very serious time around here. All right? As these people know, we have zero fun. We are all business. I was following I you. I didn't even ask how you were doing nope. or anything like that. You were just like, it's talk- serious. And I was, was like, serious am I tone. supposed to talk right now or am I waiting? I just. Here's here's why. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do some, some talking here in just a second. You're going to let me do some talking. Wait a minute now. <laughs> I'm going to tee you up here. I'm gonna. This is going to be one of those Wade to LeBron alley-oop moments coming right here. What? Okay? You ready I'm for innocent, this? man. Don't get me in trouble today. No, 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 no. I've been, honestly, sat- you know how this works. Saturday night after the game, I'm in the tunnels of Lucas Oil Stadium. Sitting on the Steelers buses. Such a big timer. Waiting to go, waiting <laughs> to go get on the plane. Timer. Let's talk about and it. And you know what it's like. When the Steelers win, it's the best day ever. No, I honestly don't. I've never lost an Indy. No, seriously, I've never lost an Indy. So I don't know what that feeling was <laughs> In like. In general. Oh, all right. When the Steelers win, it's the best day ever, right? Mm-hmm. When the Steelers lose, it's 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 a morgue. On 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 those on those buses and on those flights, it is quite the juxtaposition. Is that what it's like when you lose versus Indy? I'm really curious. Like I said, I've never lost versus Indy. We've always won. Mm-hmm. You saw the stat. Mm-hmm. Eight in a row. You know, people were telling me the the Browns are going to Brown. Look what they're doing. Hey man, the Ravens are going to Raven. Look what they're doing. Steelers don't lose an Indy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. amazing how these things can happen. Hey. But I'm sitting there. 
This is, folks, this is, Moats and I do joke around a lot, and we're being a little goofy here. You got to get some humor in there. But this is the honest to God's truth. I'm sitting there in the bowels of Lucas Oil Stadium on the bus waiting to go get on the plane, and I'm thinking, my goodness, how are Moats and I going to talk about this this week? You just lost your third game against the team you always beat where you had a 13-0 lead early. And I just kept thinking back to something you said on Friday, partner, and I've been waiting since Saturday night when I was sad eating my Condado tacos on the Jeez, bus. you're putting a lot of pressure on me, man. You said here on Friday when we previewed, or sorry, it would have been Thursday, right? Or whenever we did uh, the, I don't was, know, the yeah, schedule's either, all messed up now. It was either now. Wednesday or Friday. It was Wednesday, yeah, because we didn't do a show yep, Friday. Correct. You were traveling Friday. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, you said to me, that basically, and I'm not an exact quote here, but it feels like this is a moment for this team in the sense of the rest of the season, these last four games, they're yeah. either going to improve mm-hmm. or they're going to get worse. How it doesn't seem like there's really much opportunity to to mainline, to right. plateau, to stagnate, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, you're most likely either going to get better or you're going to get worse. Your shortcomings are going to uh, appear more and more. And partner, I think you were spot on with that one. And that's kind of what I was thinking about Saturday night as I was on the bus and the plane coming home and and kind of outlining these conversations in my mind like I always do. And what I've been thinking about, you know, ever since is I think you nailed that. It was a moment for this team to either get better and improve and really have a chance to change the narrative of this season. Or it was maybe the... um, the time that we started asking some bigger picture questions about this team and some individuals and see some changes like we might with the quarterback position and all those different things. So I just wanted to tell you, man, you nailed that one because uh, it looked like they were going to be ascending. Again, that 13 nothing lead and the start and some of the things there, but uh, quickly it became pretty clear that, that this is a team that is is on the wrong trajectory right now. You see the, uh, the Eagles play yesterday? I did. Well, I fell asleep before it was over, but I did. They lost to the Seahawks, man. They did. Who was the quarterback in that game? Drew Locke. Wasn't my guy. If it would have been Geno, I would have stayed awake for it, obviously. I didn't know they could lose to a backup. That's crazy. All right. Either way, um, we're in a weird spot right now, baby. But the beautiful part is we're already getting action. Y'all wanted to see Coach TB pissed off? Well, you got it now. This is what comes with it. Maybe so you get the opportunity, maybe. This is what comes with it. George Pickers, we like him a lot. Maybe. This is what comes with it. This offensive line, we like it a lot. Oh, we hate it. Maybe. This quarterback situation, these running backs, this is the National Football League. You talk of doom and gloom. You talk of we're mediocre, we're this and we're that. No. You're witnessing what that potentially turns into. Still not there just yet. Trust me on this one. This little three game, this is nothing. It's nothing. Still, as we want to panic, because this is what we do. This is nothing. I we saw, just get started, baby. Trust me. I saw there was a, a viral tweet where someone said something along the lines of like, oh, so this is what it feels like to be a Cleveland Browns fan. I don't know how you guys do this. <laughs> and that and that made me that did make me chuckle. <laughs> Because the Browns also the Browns had a period uh, where they went through two seasons and won one uh, game. They won one game in two Wes, years. Wes, they we went oh and sixteen. We have seven games right. And one Wes, and we 15. have seven wins right now. Wes, seven wins with a ton of context as to why 
we're stuck at seven wins right now. But that's the funny part. We the Browns. We the worst team ever. We mediocre. So I'm just You really want to blow this thing up and that's what that's where it might. I mean But to an extent we're already witnessing ramifications, right? It can't get any worse. Fireman Canada. It's gotten worse. So we'll care about context as it pertains can't to Can't get any worse. Start wait a Mason Rudolph. No, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. We don't care about the context as it pertains to offense, though, right? When we say, or excuse me, we don't care about context as it pertains to defense, but we care about it a lot when it's offense, right? You simply make the statement of, man, fire Matt Canada. You mean to tell me we got worse statistically offensively? People will fight you tooth and nail to give you every reason why that does not matter. Kenny's hurt. Kenny's hurt. But yet they hollering fire Terrell Austin. They're talking about this defense being defense bad. Defense is just mangled right now. And it's man. like you look at the personnel, but that context does not matter. But that's, you know, one of the things we've talked about this this whole season. I mean, every year we talk about it. And we say when you panic, when not to panic. We talk about when a lot of times people overreact for no reason or when they just already have their mind made up that they want a person fired. That's the one part that really always makes me chuckle a little bit now is when they're like yo man we definitely gotta fire coach t now man i can't believe this gotta have a pound of flesh and and, and you know why i laugh because i'm like so if he would have won would that have made you say we gotta extend him now you gonna pound the table for that? Oh, we'll get, we'll get, you know, let's, you catch see, let's see what happens against Cincinnati. <laughs> you see what weekend. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it's your been, mind was already made up anyway. It's such a weak, yeah. it's such a weak to weak emotional roller right. coaster at this point. So it's like, you already know. If you're on the crowd that wanted to fire people four weeks ago, you're still gonna be on that boat right now. Enjoy yourself. If you're on the crowd that, man, you still think we got some pieces in here that can improve, but at the same time, this is a very serious evaluation because we're not a losing football team. So if you start doing losing stuff like what we keep seeing pop up on tape with certain players that might be your favorite, that's how you get a losing culture. Losing culture doesn't get fixed in a season. Losing culture, you got to get personnel up out of there. But that's another conversation. We ain't on that just yet. But this is, you know, part of that adversity. When you talk about transition, when people want to complain about, oh, yeah, we're average because we haven't won a postseason game since 2016. Not the fact that we've been in the postseason. Not the fact that we talk about every final game of the year we've been in contest or been in position to at least get an opportunity to play in the postseason. You witnessing what it will shift to if we're not careful, if we're not smart in terms of front office and personnel. Because what you end up doing is you make an irrational move because you don't want to make the move that we all know probably needs to be made at certain times. And it ends up happening is now you set your organization back. Instead of being one year, now it's three. Instead of being three, now it's five years. And you look around the league, that's the reality of it. Now you can find comfort in whatever outlier scenario you want to find comfort in. So if you want to bring up Philadelphia transition and how everything is transpired with them, man, salute you. They they want a pound of flesh in Philadelphia salute this you. morning. No, about that. Salute you. Like I said, we want outlier results. We're willing to risk a lot for outlier results. This is what comes with that, though. We fired a coordinator in season. Nobody knew if oh, your quarterback would get hurt the next week. Nobody knew that. But, hey. You add another variable to a situation that's already chaotic, this is what you get. Now, we go from the starter to the backup quarterback, and now we're going to the backup to the backup quarterback. And this is all, wow, you still got Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner four weeks into their evaluation as play caller and coordinator. Oh, but we ain't going to holler about fair for them either, though, right? 
So that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, yo, this is what we've been hollering for all year, right? We wanted changes. We wanted moves. You've been hollering about mediocrity. Well, hey, now you're getting a chance to really see what that might look like. We still aren't there just yet, but this is a glimpse of what it could look like. So, yeah, this is what it feels like when we come in here and talk about. Yeah, it's not great, me- huh? You, you want to talk mediocrity, right? Because that's what y'all was saying even when we was, you know, three, four games ahead of this thing. But, yeah, you want to talk. This is what it felt like. Isn't it fun? It's not fun. Arthur I was Mets. having a blast with it. it I like is, it. It is not fun. This is not like the time where you you know where you tell us all that you enjoy having allergies for the first time because uh-huh. it's something new. I enjoy watching this tape. You know why? Because it reminds me so much when I was in Buffalo and Arizona. Mm. Oh no. Mm. Okay. That's why I enjoy it. And then I enjoy when I go to social media and I see the people that are willing to make excuses for their favorites, but then will go to the depths of the ends of the earth, try to say that as cleanly as I could. That was, that was you know? good. That was good. They'll go all the way there to, you know, fire the person that they just don't like in a little bit. You're just like, dang, so this guy, you turn the blind eye to every little thing, even the big things. He's like, yo, just turn, 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 doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. We'll make every excuse. But then over here, you're like, oh, no, this, oh, that's God, oh, this is for certain it. So i just been enjoying all of that because this is what happens when you start losing. This is loser football. This is loser fan base. This is loser culture. We ain't even there all the way, though. I promise you we're not there all the way yet. Oh, not even close. We're not even close. Not even close. I told you, I did four years of this did, thing in Buffalo, and it wasn't easy, bro. We ain't even close. Did you watch that Chargers-Raiders game a couple weeks ago? Oh, come ago? on, bro. Like, that's, come on, bro. We're not even close. There. We're not even close. What was that maybe? final score, like 51 Listen, to 7? We are not. It was 63. 63. It was not I went to close. bed before those last, those last few points. We're not even close. But... If you think that this is rough and you can't handle this, boy, just wait. So that's kind of where I'm at with it, man. The team is going to go how the team goes. We not out there playing, so I ain't about to be over here tripping like I'm over here playing. Bump that. I'm going to just give you my evaluation. That's that. But, yeah, when you talk the brand, the Steeler way and all that, man, we know what is and what ain't. Wes, you ain't never had to put that black and gold on. You can look at what you're telling. You, you see what you see out there. You know what is and what ain't. So, yeah. What you see, too, is, man, a, a bad combination nah, bump of— bump that, bump that. I'm glad you said what you see. That reminded me of something. What you see is what you get, right? Correct. How many That's times? told. Think about how many times me and you have talked. I'm like, bro, when a person show you who they are, bro— Believe them. You believe them. If a person, if they play really, really hard, who does go good for? And then when it ain't, <laughs> get girl questionable, you better believe it. So let's talk about that, too. And you you gonna isolate him? I'm speaking in general. Oh, I know you're speaking because yeah, it's multiple I, ones that pop up. It's multiples. I know the 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 lightning rod, and for not the first time, and you know, in as many weeks here, has mm-hmm. become George Pickens, and um, some of the you know the the clips that you see that circulate post game and frustration, and look at the effort here, and look at the effort there, and what's this guy doing, and and he doesn't care, and all those different things. But I think you're right. It's it's easy. I don't think. I know you're right. It's easy to isolate one person and mm-hmm. use them as the target and use them as the vitriol. Kind of like we did with, with Matt Canada. Like Matt Canada, like we when, did with Kenny Pickett, like we do with Mr. Trubisky, when there's, like we did with Najee at the time. When there's more than one guilty party, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So here's where I struggle with that. Here's where I wonder, maybe I'm concerned about that, yeah. is because if that was happening on the defensive side of the football, I wouldn't be as worried. Because you've got guys over there who have the tenure, who mm-hmm. have the accomplishments, who have the leadership yeah. to to do what Minka did the other week and, and, and call people out and hold some feet to the fire. 
on the offensive side of the football, that's just not there right now. There is not that person that can stand up in the room Mm -hmm. and say, this ain't good enough. And and that's worrying to me, and I think we've started to see that spiral a little bit on offense ever since we got past Cincinnati and had some success and some feel-good there. Yeah. How do you like? How do you stop that snowball effect? How do you how do you get that moving back in the right direction again? If you're talking long term, or if you're talking right now, I think those are two very different okay, answers. More so right now, because again, you and I we've tried to make this distinction all so year, right? Simple. We'll have the, it, the big no, no. picture conversations right. at it's, the end of the so season. It is simple. We got plenty of time for that. In order to do it right now, you have to bench the player because you don't have that proven leader. Who is the person that's going to hold him accountable? Deontay Johnson is one of the highest paid players on offense. George Pickens can look at Deontay and say, "I'm better than you." And it would be a, le- a legitimate debate, right? Now, we can go back and forth about who's what, who's done it longer, but it would be a legitimate debate. When Minka speaks on defense, when T.J. Watt speaks on defense, heck, when Patrick Peterson speaks on defense, when Cam Hayward speaks on defense, who? Who's got resumes who, like those guys? Just, just, who? Yeah. Who is even going to act like they even thought to say something back? You catch my joke? Mm-hmm. Who's that guy on offense? James Daniels? I see Mala, Chooks Okorfor, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson. Them the five highest paid, most cached cats here. Can you pick it? Catch my draw? I'm, I'm, I'm completely picking up what you're putting down. So, it's one of two things. Immaturity is immaturity. But as a whole, you have a team on offense that is still a very young team with not a lot of proven leadership. So, in a way, you have... Youth leading youth, blind leading the blind, however we want to call it, right? Inexperienced leading the inexperienced. So, yeah. earlier in the season, we talked about this, and we said, oh, you know what, man? He'll grow out of it. Hey, maybe the other receiver will grow out of it too, right? Maybe this guy had better body language. But it keeps happening. But we do this every single time, right? We'll come in here and make every excuse. I found myself doing the same thing. Most he had a long run after that reception, so that's why he was tired as if I didn't watch him jog and have fun in the end zone after making the play, line up the next play just like everything was fine. So it's like, I can't do that. But we'll do it, though. We try multiple times, man. Oh, the inside, Man, we'll shoot. When your quarterback playing that bad, why chase? You saw Zeke Elliott, right? Mm. What, if we, what if Zeke ain't chase? Remember when DK caught Buda Baker? What if DK didn't chase? But like we said, we pick and choose who we want to hold to that standard versus who we don't want to. It's unfortunate, and, you know, I like P. I like him a lot. But at the same time, it's like you putting this on tape. Consistently. Not just once. (laughs) Not just twice. You see what I'm saying? It's like, what you want us to do? We all watch it the same thing. What they say, they caught you in 4K, HD. It's like, how many angles you want to see it? It's like you and I talked about the Deontay Johnson outrage in Cincinnati, right? Mm -hmm. You and I talked about, hey, we'll give him this. Because we haven't seen that from him. The things that Deontay does that people don't like, effort has never been in question right. in one it's of been, He's going to have an occasional drop, or he's going to run backwards. And he's going to run backwards. That's what he the does. Sticks, right? You know what I mean? Effort has never been a question right. of Deontay Johnson. So when it happened, we're like, okay, we can understand. You might have been frustrated with this. You might not have seen this. And by the time it happened, you the, you're just like, you ah. The, benefit of the, doubt right. the team won the game, too, yeah. which helps. Right. Yeah. We've been seeing this. You can go back a year ago if you've been real about it. Sure can. Okay. So, in terms of how do you actually deter it from happening, you have to hit it where it hurts. It's one of two ways. Money, playtime. It snaps. Yep. It's money or playtime. Now, you can do the whole final part. That always works, but at the same time. It might go the other way, too. Right? Well, not that it can go the other way, because at the same time, are you Antonio Brown? 
Antonio Brown was the only person that I've ever been in a locker room with that I've seen coaching, GM, all of us in here on one accord say, bro, you that, you're that productive, you're that talented, and you show up to actually be the hardest worker in the room. Once again, never effort, right? No, never. Mm. He he mm. was worth going to, to training camp just to watch him practice, Antonio Brown. Mm. So, hardest worker in the room and the most productive player on the team, right? Who you, are we talking you get, about? You get a little bit longer of a leash when that's the case, right? So who are we talking about? Are we talking about a speculation? Are we talking about a potential? Dirty P word. Oh. But yet, we're treating not just him. We're treating players at times as if they've already proven what those guys did prove. They earned that leash mm-hmm. because they were the greatest in the world. Mm-hmm. Not for one week. Not for a quarter. Seasons, plural. That's the situation. So that's how I look at the short-term fix of it because, honestly, I don't think it's going to change if you just verbally communicate with them, hey, this was going on because they've already done that. Let's be real. Coach, he has already done the whole, let me play dumb like I don't know what's going on. He's done that already. He didn't use that clip. He's like, dang, I go to the other one now. So, like I said, that's the unfortunate part with it because he's very talented. No doubt. The team is talented. Not as talented as we might think they are, though. And I think that's the other context that's at play, too. But, yeah, in terms of fixing that, that's, yeah, I don't see a short-term fix right now. And well, and by sitting him, that hurts your team because that hurts Mason. Or Kenny. Exactly. Or Naj. Or Jalen. dynamic playmakers. Okay. You want him out on the field. Same comment we had when they was talking about sitting Deontay Johnson. I said, bro, why would you do that? You gonna hurt Kenny? <laughs> you gonna hurt Dodge? You gonna hurt Jaylee? You gonna hurt everybody else? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no easy answers. That's what we're trying to figure out, though. That's what we're parsing through here today on this Tuesday. Little commiserations. Uh, maybe the biggest national story from that game we haven't touched on yet. Maybe we buried the lead. Uh, the Demonte KZ hit, uh, that was certainly a national story. And then the suspension coming down yesterday, I think, catapulted it to the for- forefront of football conversations. Good thing for me. Good news for me. I've got a guy in here who played a decade in the National Football League. Uh, we're going to talk about that hit, that incident, and then in the larger picture, the suspension indefinite for the rest of the season, inten- including potentially postseason as well, too. We'll kind of parse through those things as we come back here um, in this first hour of the Steelers Blitz today. you got those tweets rolling in. Make sure you keep those coming. We'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. So much to get to. So little time here. The Steelers Blitz on a Tuesday. Oh, Lord. I tell you what, Motesy. It's all happening around the National Football League. 
it's uh, never a dull moment as you and I were laughing about some tweets that have been sent by a former Steeler that has been making news. We ain't got no time to get to that, but Mm-mm-mm. maybe during the offseason we'll have to talk. <laughs> Intriguing Pro Bowl fixes that have been floated. By I never former, got around with a recommendation, man. By former Pittsburgh Steelers. But the, well, maybe until a certain tweet, uh, the Steelers story that's been really, like I said, at the forefront of national conversation, certainly here in Pittsburgh, but national conversation. It's been two-pronged here. First was the Saturday, the hit by DeMonte KZ on Michael Pittman Jr., uh, the penalty and the ejection call that followed, and then yesterday, the news coming. So so that kind of had a, a life of its own there for about 36 hours or so until the news came out that DeMonte KZ has been suspended by the National Football League, not only for the last three games of the regular season, but indefinitely. So potentially, if the Steelers were to qualify for the playoffs, into the postseason as well, too. So there's a timeline here, Motsi, and I want to pick your brain on all of this, obviously. But let's start with, if it's all right with you, mm-hmm. um, just the decision to eject him in-game before we get to the suspension. So the decision, I didn't like it, but I understood why they did it. It's optics, man. Like we said, we're trying to sell this game to the soccer mom that has her little four-year-old, five-year-old son that really wants to play tackle football, and all she hears about is the CTE and concussions. And when she turns on football and she sees DeMonte Casey hit Michael Pittman Jr. and everybody in the stadium and watching TV did the exact same thing, oh! that is why they ejected him. We're not saying that it's right. We're not saying that it's wrong. We're not saying that Casey was incorrect with his technique because technically by the letter of the law, he was accurate. But... The NFL is trying to make sure that they survive. Point blank, period. If moms stop putting their sons in sports, football specifically, at the youth level because of how violent it is, where is the feeders coming from? Where do we keep that lineage? And that's the big reason why. This has been a point of emphasis now for a little bit of time. I know when I was playing, that was what they first started to talk about in terms of trying to get some of them hits out. James Harrison was the poster boy back then. We get excited about DeMonte Casey getting suspended because it just happened to us, but let's not act like y'all really care because Kareem Jackson has already been suspended multiple times this season with the Denver Broncos for the very same thing, and not one person complained. It's because it affects us that we have this grievance with it, man. It's because it affected us in the game that we had a grievance with him being ejected. But the... Reality is, the NFL doesn't want them big hits like that because they need to keep them soccer moms happy when they bring their kids out here to play football. And the second part is, we want them to score points. Mm-hmm. We can't score points if my my can't you know score points if your best wide receiver yeah. is but no, in concussion and, and, yeah, protocol. Yeah, and, and we know it's, I mean, it's designed for the offense. Yeah, absolutely. in terms of the rules, absolutely. So this all is a part of that. We need scoring to be up because viewership reflects. Higher scoring Mm -hmm. equals higher viewership, regardless Mm -hmm. of if we truly enjoy it or not, if we think that's the best way for your team to win or not. To the casual football watcher. That's... So part of it is that that's they why we see Mahomes and right. Allen. So that's why for they flag million yards. Yep. So that's why they flag any of those hits down. That's why the rules are geared towards offensive players. But in terms of the specific reason for the ejection, it's a hundred percent the optics, because I'm sitting next to my wife and I know for a fact what we looking at. Anytime we go out anywhere and you work in a camp and these mothers come to you and they ask you the first thing is it safe for my son to play football are concussions that dangerous what is cte like 
can they learn this game safely or should my son not play? And I'm asking you because you're an expert that did it for nine years. That's the reality of it. So that's 100%. Why? For the first part. Yeah. Yeah. You're 100% right. I hate that that's the case because, like I said, me and you, we're in the same age group, bro. We know what type of, gro- what type of football, football we grew up watching. That's football we grew up with. Ed Reed, yep. Ryan, Ryan Clark, Clark, Troy Palomalu. Yep. Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders. You feel me? Like, no that's doubt. what we grew up and watching. Steve Atwater. Come on, bro. <laughs> Take it to the OGs, the Ronnie Lotson Company, yep. right? Yep. Come on, man. Yep. That's what we grew up on. That's what we we're accustomed to. That's the game that we fell in love with. Man, I'm looking at Kareem Jackson getting fined a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars And I'm like, bro, when we got drafted, because he's a year behind me, I'm like, bro, you were getting applauded for that stuff. Now they throwing you out, suspending you. Casey, now it's on you. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It sucks. But as a whole, we all have to decide where do we want football to go? Not in the sense of, well, we're going to overly correct certain things, stuff like that. But in the sense of that's a legitimate issue, man. When you talking about these mothers and their kids, man, you a husband. You don't got a little boy just yet, but you know how I go, bro. Yeah. If wifey like, man, I ain't on that. That's an issue in that household, man. She sees that clip on Instagram 700 times. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like, oh, they let that happen? That That's normal? Oh, They didn't even what? throw him out or suspend him? He didn't get a flag or nothing? That's regular? It's like, nah, bro. So that's the big reason behind it, man. Like I said, we don't like it. But it's not a mystery. But that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the same way we know if it's going to be something that they think could affect bottom line, can affect viewership, can affect the impact or the sustainability of this game, they make changes, right? The same reason Kaepernick you can't touch start, the quarterbacks think about, anymore. Think about quarterbacks you can't touch and when Kaepernick was kneeing, how... They instantly started to shift and was like, all right, look, man, this makes too much, too much, too loud. We're going to shift this. When them hits started coming in, the CT lawsuits, and them parents like, hold on, man, I can't put my kid out there. This ain't safe. We instantly started hearing about what? Player health and safety initiative. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, what? Well, I've been watching football. I never heard that phrase. Player health and safety initiative. What is that? Huh? Where'd you get that at? You said that's 100% injury rate. Rest. That's the first thing they tell you when you sign up. It's 100% injury risk. You are going to get hurt. It's just a matter of how hurt you're going to get. If and when but or for if and a how. Sure, yeah. But for sure, if you decide to play tackle football, Wes, you're, gonna you're going to get hurt. Mozi, I 100%, played, man. I played for three yeah. years at middle school and high school, and I broke two fingers. 100%. Tore a ligament in my thumb. Think about it. <laughs> and that don't even count for when you might have just bruised your wrist. Sure. You don't even. That, sure. That's football, right? We don't yeah, even consider absolutely. a bruise an injury. I played seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, Wes, and I broke multiple Wes, fingers. Imagine, I if, tore you walk, something imagine, in my imagine thumb. if you walked down the hall to, to the suit at the, you know, with the big office in the corner, and you just went and punched him in the chest. Now, in football, we would call that taking on a block. You go in there and punch him in that chest, he'd be like, oh, bro, what the heck? Ah! <laughs> Ah, I'm hurt. He filed workers kind of my soul. You suing everything. Yep. But in football, that's normal. Mm-hmm. But, got, listen, I got my bell rung a couple yeah, times. Man. Ain't nothing like you've experienced, yeah. but that's, I mean. But that's where we are right now. You play football for one year, you play for 20 years. And at the same time, you know what you're signing up for also. But this is the fight that the NFL is fighting right now. How do we appease the pure football fans which a ton of our supporters, the Power Grids, the Megawatts, I know y'all are rocking with us. They're on that. They rock like how we feel about it. But then you got the other side where they're like, bro, we know CTE. At least it appears that it's having effects. We know that at least for these parents, they're looking like, yo, we aren't as comfortable putting our children out here in these situations. So something has to give. 
and this is the NFL's version of this is what we're giving. And then the other part is they have me and a whole bunch of the other NFL active and alumni dudes come out to your cities and hold these football camps that they're called Heads Up Football Camp. You heard that, yep, right? Heads Up. Heads Up. Mm-hmm. Oh. The same, same, hockey, same hockey thing when I was playing growing Catch up. Yep. And they call us ambassadors. Because uh, that makes yeah. it more safe all of a sudden. Yeah, so just teach me how to say Heads I mean, Up. You got to see what you hit. Yeah, but. no, no. And, and honestly, I am a firm believer of if you play this game technically right, it is very safe. You can make it safe. But there are still dangerous elements. No different than a NASCAR driver or a Formula One racer or an MMA fighter or a boxer. It's a good example. It's like, bro, there are still occupational hazards with this profession. You know what you're signing up for. We're not saying that everything has to be on the table. But you know what you're signing up for. And I think that's the other part of this thing that that's the fine line. Sure, sure. And we're barbaric, especially when we get to this level. So I know my mindset was if I'm willing to play, I'm willing to die for it. Not I'm willing to get knocked out, Wes. I'm willing to die for it. That was legitimate. But that's what you said. I know what I'm signing up for. So if I see Shazier get paralyzed, I'm not tripping because I'm like, bro, at least he ain't dead. At least he ain't Eric Rowe. You know what I'm saying? Or, 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 or LeGrand. Was it was it, uh, LeGrand? Uh, Eric LeGrand from Eric Rutgers. LeGrand. That's the one. Yeah, from yeah. Rutgers. Excuse me. Yeah. Eric LeGrand. Yep. Or my cat that was up in Buffalo as well. DeMar yeah. Hamlin? No, no, not or, DeMar. Everett. Uh, is another oh, cat. Yes, Man, yes, Kevin yes. Everett. Yep. Broke his neck. Kickoff. Kickoff. Absolutely. Yep. They wow, neck down. I about oh, that. yeah. See? It's Ooh, real. We know it's available. Situation. We know it happens. Yeah. But that's the NFL's version of how do we toe that line? Of, yes, we know it can get a lot worse, but at the same time, we're going to try to do this because it will protect certain parts of it. We know the con is what? It's going to put the defenders in a bad position. But they, they don't mind you, doing that. You either got to decide to not <laughs> hit the dude or you got to decide that you're willing to get kicked out of a game. Mm-hmm. That's the, and have, your, have your, uh, your wallet lightened in the process. Yeah. But that's what you have to decide. So... That's literally the conversation, man. Yeah. We can You're fight it all we want, yeah, I mean, but until the bottom line is affected, it's not going to change. And the only way that bottom line is affected is if impactful plays are like that where defenders are crucially hurt in a Super Bowl or something like that. Because otherwise, nobody cares. Offensively, though, think about it. We're about to get rid of a, of a tackle that has been happening all our life. When you're on the side of somebody, he's trying to keep running instead of just stopping, right? But you see how the perspective is what? The onus becomes on the defender. Why you hip drop tackle? I've never heard the word hip drop tackle in my life. Until a year ago. I mean now everything is a hip drop because oh, you see he kept running, he dropped right here. That got that's illegal. You gotta stop. And it's like, well, why don't you tell the runner he needs to stop? Then as soon as he as soon as the defender's pulling him back, you need to stop the play right there below it dead. But this is why I say it's an offensive league. So the rules are geared towards offense. So that's why to bring it back full circle with Demonte Casey. We're going to get in here and act all outraged like we saw all on social media this weekend. But to me, it's all fake. It's not as passionate as y'all say. To me, it's more spur of the moment. Because when I bring up a Kareem Jackson getting suspended twice this year and indefinitely also, I ain't hear not nobody say anything about it. That was three weeks. Week three, he got suspended, came back, got suspended versus the Bills in weeks. Was it week seven, eight? Yeah. Second game back. Nothing. It was quiet. You know how it is. Those he don't play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know how it go. 
But now it's this great travesty because, oh, my God, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not minimizing Casey, but at the same time, it's like, y'all picking and choosing. So that's not going to affect the NFL's bottom line. And if it's not going to affect their bottom line, this will continue to happen. No doubt. Why do you think they make changes when they make them? If it affects their bottom line. For what's best for business. We complain about officiating. You know why they never changed it? Because everybody keeps tuning in. does not affect their bottom line. Like I said, you start doing that social justice stuff, they instantly was like, bro, this effect on our bottom line. We about to change some stuff up real quick. Boom, boom, boom. You ain't seen no issues ever since, right? Think about it, bro. Remember the replacement refs? Uh-huh. Think about it, bro. How big of a joke that was nationally. Think about it, bro. How quick they got that Think up about it, bro. If it affects their bottom line instantly, you're good. They'll make a change. If it doesn't, you're going to keep seeing defenders get ejected. You're going to keep seeing them make more and more rules to make it where offenses are more and more capable to score, yeah. to be explosive. And like and I said, with another form of a regular tackle, right? We've already talked about how we've made it where you have to be godlike accurate to hit a quarterback, let alone if he's running. I saw you, you a Dak. A, I literally saw a Dak running foot, full speed. Window that you can I saw hit. a Dak running full speed, and he dropped to his side and got hit in the chest, and they threw a flag. And it was like, yep, that was a slide. And I'm like, it was? It was like he was running full speed and just dropped. How are you running full speed in the middle of an NFL game with everybody running full speed to get you, and then you drop at the last second, but because your gravity too slow and I'm too fast, I'm wrong for hitting you in your chest? That's But this is what we're going to. No doubt. This is what the not what I think. This is what the data shows. <laughs> All right? This ain't even my opinion on it. This is the data. And that's what, that's what sucks <laughs> yeah, about it, too, is right. people like you and I. And I wish our, it was my opinion, yeah. Who, who have tweeted us. I wish it was. We can scream about it all that we want, but you know why the NFL doesn't care about us? Because yeah. we're going to keep watching. Right. <laughs> so that's my whole issue with it. It's like it sucks. I hate it for Casey. I hate it for the team. I hate it in the game, and I even more hate it for this upcoming week. No Just doubt. like God dog. No doubt. No Minka, no KZ, no Keanu yeah. Neal. I mean. And I saw the impact it had in the game. Not just at safety, but also at inside linebacker yep. as well. No doubt. No it was doubt. twofold. Twofold. I mean, you lose you lose two very important guys on two back to back plays. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not a recipe to have a successful outing on defense. Certainly. Yeah. All right, we got to get to a break here. More on this. More on your tweets as we close out the first hour. On the other side, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Back on the Blitz here, short segment to close out our first hour of the No, it ain't going to be no short segment. We're about to talk forever. Forever, ever? And ever, ever? Forever, ever? Annie tweets us and says, you know, I get the concern for the soccer moms and the kids, but those soccer parents should also take a look at the concussion rate for soccer. I mean, that's the thing, no, isn't I, it? I, I promise. I'm with you, Annie. That was my big... Cause like, every sport has its dangers. No, no, no. But the numbers have reflected that in youth sports, there are more concussions related for soccer than for football. No doubt. I'm sure. And the only reason why we had to do this was because this is why we were playing when all the cuss stuff started coming out. And that was one of the things. They talked about boxers also. The highest rate. But we were like, yo, why are y'all making it this about us? And y'all changing this game and, you know, going to this extent. So, yeah, Annie, we on the same page. But that is how they look at it right now, man. And those are conversations that I've directly had with the NFL, man. Um, yeah. 
low key. Matter of fact, you might have been around. It was in Philly draft time. I wasn't. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. So that's what we was having was all those convos pew back yeah, in those yeah. days. You know, same church though. Same, same church. Same church, different pew. Yeah, yeah, same church. But yeah, that's so having them conversations, man. When you talk about NFL, like. Your Roger Goodell's in them rooms, man. At the oh, time, yeah. at the time before uh, Jim Brown passed him in that room, the real OG ambassadors of the game. All of us watched Peyton Man of the War when it was in there. Mm-hmm. We having them convos about this stuff right here. And like I said, that was what sixteen. So 16 you or can see, man, yeah. we still dealing with the same stuff, but it's only continuing to go in this direction because we know offense is what the people need, and at the same time. Getting some of them big kids out is what makes people seem to be more willing to put their children in football, man. It's listen. It is a lot of optics. I'm sure it's the politics of of the sport, though. You know how it goes, man. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But again, like you can look into any sport, I'm sure, and see certain inherent risk injuries or, or more so. Whether it's concussions, whether it's bone injuries, whether it's whatever. I don't know. Maybe we should just play chess. I like chess. You like chess. I'm actually you really good at chess. Are you a chess or a checkers guy? Are you actually really good at chess? We got to play sometime. Yeah, man. This was our, our thing growing up. Maybe if Go you, to the uh, barbershop, man. You know play what you, chess. You know what we're going to do? What's up? If you uh, end up coming to Indy with us for the combine mm-hmm. in February, one of those, one of the nights, you know, we'll go out on the town for a couple nights, right? Yeah. And then we'll need a night. We'll need an easy night. We'll need a night off. We'll play some chess. You said we need a night off? That's how you do it at the Why combine. Why can't you right? play chess while having fun? Well, see, so well, we could do that too. <laughs> but normally, combine's like five days, right? So my strategy, oh, okay, my okay. strategy is like I, I'm new to this. C- coach me, up, coach. My strategy is like two nights out. Okay. Then a night to re- rest and recover, uh-huh. right? And then two nights out. All right, all right, That's all right. The, you know what I mean? Okay, That's the okay. Typical. I got it, man. I'm with you. I'm following your lead. He said, "Don't treat it like spring break." All right, because you ain't gonna make it to the end of the week. But when spring break, you're like 20 years old. All right, yeah. you could stack days when you're that age. I, I don't do back to backs on occasion. I, don't, I usually don't do back to backs. I'm like, you know. See, I can still do back to backs at my age. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't do. I can't do a triple header though. Ah, can't okay, okay. Th- uh, much like Jesus on the so, third so, day. So, so you still like got Jesus LeBron in the you there? I got that Kawhi. I be Kawhi and people. I'm like, bro, I don't do back to backs, baby. All right. If you want me on Monday, you ain't gonna see me again till the following Monday. All right. You just gonna have to wait. So on what it. you're telling me yeah. is, if you and I have a recommended dose of adult fun on a Tuesday night, well, it's different with you. I make exceptions for you. You had me sitting in traffic for five hours to go see 30 minutes of the Grateful Dead, baby. Hey. Just think about it. And it was an epic time. All right? I'd never change it for nothing. Okay? People are like, you don't regret it? Absolutely not. I mean, I would have liked to see you get there a couple hours earlier. Me, but other me too. Than that, but I but either way, it was, it, was a, it was an epic time, man. All right? Certainly Just because it's you. Certainly got a story. All right? It. Just because it's you. But we will have to play chess at some point. Yeah. Though, for sure. I need what chess do, though. Yeah, man. Like, that's my thing, man. Love chess. I used to play a lot, um, like, growing up. Yeah. Um, but I haven't much now in my adult years, but I do still enjoy it whenever mm-hmm. I do. We'll have, to, we'll have to play some chess yes, here Yes, indeed, point. baby. Yes, indeed. Hour in the books. Second hour still to come. We got to talk about Mason Rudolph potentially under center with the red-nosed reindeer. And uh, get to more of your tweets as well, too, on this topic on defense, uh, on safety in football, and just on uh, some random smatterings here and there as well, too. All that and more to come in hour number two. It's the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7. Home of the black and gold. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. 
The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 